Previously on Iron Immortals. Almost a day's journey east of Fallfallow Glade, a university professor by the name of Jean Archibus is going to make a find that is going to make her rich and make her the pride of the university. We absolutely need her to not succeed at that. We absolutely cannot let her succeed at that. Anton the Protector is like a, a distant child, like a fourth or a fifth child of a noble family. And so the thing that they are after is money. If Riku isn't satisfied working for people who were content to let Scarlet suffer a fate worse than death, then he can come along with me into the forest. You who came from the forest, why would you go back? Is it as terrifying as it is for everyone else? Do you ever feel more alive than when you're afraid? Let's fucking do this. Oh, I was looking for for someone who would understand, for someone who would keep me company and be a shoulder to, to lean on in these trying times. I'm looking for Tristran. And then it, with long wooden claws that you had not seen before, slashes Tristran across the face, and you see him fall to the ground. No! Welcome to the Crooked Thimble, where like minds meet. Today we continue our adventures in Iron Immortals. The Crooked Thimble is a Patreon-funded company. You may find our work at crookedthimble.com and may support us at patreon.com slash crookedthimble. We love bringing you these podcasts and we can continue to do so only with your support. Enough of that. We've got a story to tell and we're all curious if Tristran will continue to be a part of it. Reed, you see this as well. One of these creatures is going for Riku, but right now the other one, just a little ways from you, has been blasted by two magic missiles and has now raked the skin on Tristran's face, and he's on the ground next to it as it raises up a clawed hand to strike again. What do you do? Well, shit. Um... No, fuck it. I actually have more faith and trust in Isolde's destructive capabilities. Okay. Um, I really want to capture one of these fuckers and have the mask for our smart people to look at. Okay. And I actually think that Isolde is probably less capable of capturing one of them other than rather than completely and utterly destroying them. So what do you do? <laughs> um, I'm... I'm going to go in for wrestling that mask off of the the one that's closest to me again. All right. Uh, because Riku is, is helping you, he's seen sort of the pattern that the two of you are doing. All you need to do is defy danger strength to pull this one down. Okay. Being a little selfish here, and I, I'm real sorry. It, I'll like spend like resources to heal the guy if he survives, but needs healing. Like I, I'm not completely cold. Where is my roll thing? There it is. Struck. Oh, fuck. I guess I should have helped the other guy. Well, you know, these guess, things, uh, they happen. I guess I, uh, whoops. It's slippery out here. You, you reach out to grasp it, and it's just slipping, you know, through your grasp. You're really surprised by how well it's, it's, it's able to, to, to move around. And then you notice that it's, able to bend in ways you never expected. Oh, that's which is gross. When you see its fingers dip into your stomach, 
Roll 1d6. Ew. Ew. That's a four. Uh, it does four damage. It's not piercing, though, so you still get your armor. Okay. Uh, and it it lances into you with three of its fingers, which you now Ew. see, and they definitely weren't like this before, have long wooden blades coming off of them. Well, that's super gross. Those are stuck in your stomach. I what do, do you do? I definitely say that, Adam. Like, you are super gross. Uh, Riku is now just outright f- trying to fight it and hit it. Yeah, that's but fine. That's you've got fair. this thing stuck in you. What do you do? Um, I... Is it still attached to its hand? Uh, yeah, it's it's still... It's it's like its hand is impossibly turned backwards toward you, towards you, and it's just trying to tear your guts out. Can I grit and bear it through some pain and use the leverage that it being physically connected to me will cause to get the better of it and grapple it. God, give me a defy danger con. Give me a defy danger con to just kind of pull your way up its arm, grab its throat, and pull it down. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was going with. This is impressive. You're impressing people. Oh, is it? Yeah, that counts. I'm, I'm pretty impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Y- Eustace is taking notes. However, however, the six is higher the D6 than the eight. Is higher. Uh, please roll me two d six. That is a six. It does six piercing damage as oh, its hand. So my armor does not work. Correct. Okay. As its hand twists, those three fingers wrap around as you pull yourself up to it. And yes, you now have it in a headlock, and it's pinned. And now it's not going to do any more damage, but it just did a hundred and eighty degree twist in your belly. Yeah, that really, mm, that's not good feelings. Uh, without medical attention, you're going to bleed out from that wound. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. Can we end this fight, guys? Kaya, there are no stone hounds near you. Alright. Two of them are running up the switchback, and they will arrive soon. Reed has subdued one more of these creatures. And another one, despite having been had the shit kicked out of it, is descending upon Tristram. What do you do? Um, sounds like I need to shoot the one that is descending upon Tristram first, and this seems to be the most immediate effect. Um, yeah, I can take this. <laughs> you are not getting a cold shot on this one just because it is moving so rapidly and is in kind of engaged now. That's... That's understandable. Um, so give me a roll plus dex. That is a 13. Oh, on a 10 plus, you have a clear shot. Deal your damage. All right, I will now roll my 1d8. Please, for the love of God, roll above a 2. 8. I rolled an 8. That's good. That is above a 2. That is above a 2. <laughs> uh, it's raising its arm up. And you shoot it straight into the base of its spine where the skull meets the neck. And its head just comes clean off as your arrow shoots through. And the whole thing just topples over and shatters onto the ground. You hear its mask skitter away into the mud and dirt and roots. That's some that's some Princess Mononoke shit right there. We, we do this lots. Izzled, that thing just happened right in front of you. What do you do? Well, I am going to rush over to 
Tristran's side and check to see if he is still alive. Uh, Tristran, you can actually see immediately that he is still alive. He's gripping his face and and sort of scream crying. It's not a good wound. He's not going to die of it, except for infection is a serious concern. Uh, but he is—he's lost a good chunk of his cheek, and the the area around one of his eyes is split open. There's a lot of blood. What do you do? Going to apply bandages. So you immediately start. You descend upon him and, and start applying bandages. And do you remember bandages are slow, and those two dogs are still coming. Oh right. Yeah, this is that—that's real medicine that you're trying to do. Do you want to do real medicine now? I like the idea of it. It just means that you will be doing the rest of your actions, sort of like cradling him and wrapping stuff on him. So if something happens, you will either have to toss him aside and essentially lose the the effect of bandages, or you'll be fighting from that very compromised position. Here's the thing. I've lost magic missile already. Uh, Mm -hmm. And charm person. And charm person. Uh, That basically leaves me with telepathy and sleep. And I believe it was established in the scene already. Sleep didn't do anything. Ah, uh, yes, but you heard two people fall asleep nearby. Yes, so those people, those two people, may may be asleep. Not sure if it's going to work on these on these pupper on these these are they doggos or puppers? Uh, they're doggos, and these doggos are made of stone. Stone doggos. All right, all right. Try my level best to pitch a sleep spell down at these doggos. Hopefully, it takes. Uh, give me a roll plus int. I'm looking over the side of the switchback, I assume, because they're running up. Uh, we're going to cheat how much slope this switchback has, because I was picturing you a little further away from it, because you've been kind of pursuing this thing that was going after Tristran, and he was a little behind the road for you, but yeah, sure, you can pitch it down. Woohoo! I have the high ground. That doesn't help me at all. I'll give you a plus one. Hooray! <laughs> I have the high ground. Alright, that's, uh, man... Can't roll very well. God, don't say six. That's a total of nine. Nine's fine. Uh, what are you going to uh, to sacrifice for your nine? Not going to sacrifice the spell. Let's see what my other options are. I think I, I can choose to have minus one ongoing. You could have a minus one ongoing to spell casting, or you yourself could be in danger. Yeah, yeah, I'll take minus one ongoing. Uh, okay, so you throw the sleep concoction down. And it definitely catches both of them inside of its... Uh, what color is the mist of the sleep concoction? It's greenish. It's pale green. So this pale green smoke envelops them. And as your logical mind suspected, they care not for what you did. I'm sorry. Luckily, with the precision that you threw it, it does not affect the croxibore. And the creature's... One of them looks like it was trying to climb up the cliff, like, straight at you, but the the striking of that vial upon it made it slide down the cliff, and now it's going back up the the uh, the, the switchback again. But had you chosen otherwise, you would have a dog on you right now. Doggo! And it would be bad. It's a big old pupper. Reed? I am either gonna snap this guy's neck or tear the mask off, whichever happens first. Uh, please, give me a choice of which one of those two you would rather do. I would rather snap the mask off? Oh, right. Give me a Defy Danger Strength to rip the mask off. 
This is going to provide you important information. Oh, fuck me. It's a six. Oh, Jesus. That's no good. Uh, Mark XP! Lift your drinks! Oh, man. How many failed rolls did I do? Uh, This is your second, I think. Yeah. I'll, I'll take a moment to scroll back. So you're grabbing it by the mask. And you're, uh, you're pulling it up. And you see something terribly unexpected. Another one, a fifth one of these creatures, passes out of a tree next to Riku and grabs him by the throat. But this one's different. This one has skin. It is wearing badly beaten robes from, from the university. It has, oh. you know, darker skin than those people you would find inside of the, uh, the Empire. And it's it's carrying a backpack. It has a backpack on it that also you saw it when it when it came out of this tree. The tree parted out of the way of it, letting this thing through. And now it has its hands on Riku's neck, and you can see piercing out of the skin of this fleshy creature. The skin opens and bleeds as wooden spikes begin to grow out as it is holding on to Riku. What do you do? Jeez. Um, I missed some of the details in that last sentence. Did I hear spikes somewhere? Yes, the, the, the wooden claws that sort of sprouted on the other one and are currently embedded in your belly can also grow from the fleshy versions, but it's coming from under their skin and ripping open their fingers to do it. Mm. But it's gonna slice Riku's throat. Mm. Oh, man. Uh, can I, uh... Can I kind of roll my wrestling session kind of over in that direction, ideally trying to get the mask-skinned zombie to stab the more corpsified zombie that I'm that's hand is in my own gut? Give me a defy danger strength to just take this whole grappling party and mix into one giant ball. Oh, <laughs> this is such a bad idea. Strength, you said? I did say strength. Not Dex or Khan? <laughs> oh, uh, I can hear an argument for Khan if you're willing to, uh, soldier through the fact that the other guy is still stabbing you. Oh, man. Strength if you don't want it to still be stabbing you. Khan, though, <sighs> is just, is the bad way of interpreting Khan. Yeah. Uh. Take damage and have a higher chance to succeed? I'm gonna take damage and have a higher chance to succeed this time. Give me a roll plus con. That is a nine. That is a nine. That's fine. Uh, Riku is partly cut. You can, he drops his weapon and is now just holding onto the creature's hand as it's reaching for him. Uh, but you tackle into them. Roll 1d6, please. Jesus. Uh, you take six damage. It's not piercing this time because now the creature's just sort of wildly clawing at your chest. Its hand isn't in you anymore. It's just sort of stabbing wildly at you. Great. Wonderful. This sucks. This sucks. Everything sucks. Uh, The four of you are now just locked in a rolling melee. You've... The the, the dry one that you were holding has slipped from your grip, but is still sort of engaged in this. There is a great deal of cursing going on. As I call it, the wet one, because these are broken into dry and wet in my notes. Oh, that's great. <laughs> is also just sort of attempting to slash at you and do whatever it can. Uh, Kaya. Yes? 
all hell is breaking loose between Riku and these two monsters and and Reed, but also coming up the switchback and completely ignoring the Croxabor. These two stone hounds are rushing towards you. I wish I weren't in this particular melee because I have a fun idea, but I think it's too late. How big is the Croxabor? Uh, the Croxabor is oxen-sized. And how big are these things? These things are mastiff size, which means they're significantly smaller than the Croxabor. Correct. How how likely does Kaya think it is that she could convince the Croxabor to get in their way? Oh yeah, you would you would be doing a uh, defy danger cha to convince it to do so. Uh, it's there. So in the wild. Croxabore are extremely dangerous. There's something between a buffalo and a crocodile. With porcupine quills. With porcupine quills coming off of them. Croxabore are horrific creatures. They're glorious. It would do a great job of ruining their day. Ugh, but my cha is not so great. It's not great. There's always an effect to your actions that's just not necessarily what you expect. <sighs> Kaya knows she's not going to be very convincing. Um, so, okay. Use what you have around you. She's going to shout to the Croxabor to look out. And we're going to attempt to knock some boulders down the path at the rock mastiff things. Oh, so you're going to try to do like a defy danger strength to pour, to like push a boulder down? Are there are there perhaps any boulders around that um that that are less um well attached than the rest and might have a tipping point that I could take advantage of? Give me a defy danger int to be observant and quick thinking enough. I would love to give you defy danger. Much more than a strength. Eleven. Okay, you've found one. It's it's perfectly placed, but it is a little ways out of reach. You will either need to run to it and push it over, or you will need to try to tip it over with an arrow, which will be harder, but you could do it from where you are. Um, I think if I run to it, I can shout to Angus to help me, and that would be better. So I will do that. Give me a Defy Danger Dex to get there to, to rifle up quick enough, but you're getting... Some kind of aid from Angus, because he's also leaping up there with you. We'll just we'll just kill that rock. Kill it quite dead. That's a 13. Alright, so you knock that uh, rock down, and you it clobbers. Oh, for crying out loud. You rolled a 13, sure. It hits both of the of these mastiffs as they as they come up. Now they aren't crushed and shattered, but they are knocked down the hill, and you don't see them regrouping. They appear to be stunned all the way back down where they started as this, you know, boulder rolls by. Merrily, it rolls away. Isold. Yes? A human wearing a mask who is rapidly growing blade fingers is rolling around with a, you know, desiccated husk wearing a mask as well as Riku and Reed. What do you do? Eustace is freaking out. He's screaming and crying. What do you do? I am going to rifle through um, Tristran's components and see if I can another magic missile concoction. 
I will ask a question. Who is carrying the whole complete tube that was gotten from from Scarlet? Oh, Lord, I completely forgot about all of the Scarlet stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Kaya is carrying the two. Let me check. Yes, I have a rod of magic missile. You have a rod of magic missile and you have uh, the whip. Yes, the thorns whip whip. I should remember those things. You should remember those things. They're great. So I ask you this, Izzled, as you're rifling through his stuff, you're reminded on this trip, you were able to borrow and research one of the items using your enchanter ability that you've got in your long list of bullshit items that I've given you. Yes. Which one did you choose to research? And yes, you may tailor this to be very useful. Right on. Uh, how's about that thorn whip? Uh, Kaya, is he allowed to have borrowed the uh, thorn swipe whip from you? Yes. Isold may have borrowed the thorn swipe whip. Isold, what the thorn swipe whip does is it is a melee weapon that does 1d6 damage, has the dangerous and near tag, and you also know narratively it tends to entangle, but it doesn't necessarily. Near means that you can hit something as long as you can see the whites of its eyes, you know, metaphorically speaking. Uh, and dangerous means that when you miss, my god do you miss. Oh. Because it's a living vine that likes to kill things. Hmm. Oh. Those creatures are totally tussling. Yeah, I was hoping... What do you do? I was hoping it would be useful in a melee situation. Oh, it's also precise. Huh. Uh, so it, it rolls with dex rather than uh, strength. Neat. It's great in melee. It works in melee. It's, it is also near and touch. Yeah, it can stretch really far. You can't thread the needle with it. You can't do a thing that you could do with like a bow if you were really good. But you can hit things that are at about, you know, short bow distance. Wow. Yeah, it's not fucking around. It is a magic thorn swipe vine. I'd like to borrow that. Yep. What would you like to do with that with that thorn swipe whip? I'm going to try and get over to that, that scrum, that melee. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try and use it on the um, on one, on the dry one. All right. Uh, give me a uh, roll plus dex, and this is technically a hack and slash. Yeah. Going for his, hopefully going for his uh, his mask, but can't thread the needle like you said. It's it's dangerous. That's why mostly. <laughs> come on, big money! Come on, big money! Oh, snake eyes. Yeah, so that's a two. Jesus. So that's a two. I'm on Mark XP. Oh. oh, God. Oh, man. Oh. I know. Izzled. Yes. So this scrum is happening at the base of one of the trees that has a sunflower coming from <laughs> the sap strength. <laughs> and this, you like bust out the whip. This is the first time you've used it in like combat before. And with your first swipe, it goes like right in front of the mask. And you're like, ah, yes, I've got this perfectly. And you raise it up over your head and you hear this pluck sound. And when you swing forward the next time, you can see the sunflower hanging from the end of the whip. What happened to the sunflower? Holding, it is now at the end of this thorn swipe whip, and it is now headed towards the scrum. Oh, great! Would you roll a a 1d8 for me? This is uh, what I was trying to avoid, guys, but it looks like it's happening anyway. <laughs> hey, it's okay. It's okay. It didn't all go to heck when Reed threw things, so... That's a, that's a three. That's a three? 
You are all taking three damage from the explosion that ensues as this magical, really bright, like it's it's fire. You know it's fire because it looks so much like fire, but it feels like you just stood in the sun for days on end as this, you know, terrible, bright, fiery light scatters upon Kaya you. Kaya is taking this damage? I'm- Kaya is not taking that damage, sorry. It's all members of the scrum who, one second, I have to- to to do uh, this. I hope them NPCs have enough hit points. Yeah. Riku uh, is now just being thrown about by the the masked warrior that is attacking him. If it's possible, I do kind of want to... I feel responsible for bringing Riku into this situation, and this is definitely a little more intensely bad than I thought it might even get. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do kind of want to, seeing that things are going south and exploding, etc., try and get him safer. So either position myself between the incoming damage and him, or push, just like kick him out of the scrum so that he's not in it. Give me a roll plus con to do a defend action. All right. That is a 13. You've got like hold three or something right now? Yes, I have hold three to do some fun stuff. Yeah, you can redirect an attack to yourself, which I am going to include the explosion in it, which means you're going to take it twice. Yeah, I'm not really keen on redirecting attacks to myself at the moment. But you can also half the effect of any attack. Yeah, which sounds pretty great. Uh, You can also deal damage to an attacker equal to your level, uh, which I'm going to tell you now, the uh, now burned dried masked creature would not survive that. Can I spend one of that hold to half the damage of whatever's going to Riku? Yep. One of it... How... how, So, who all's in the scrum? Riku, Reed, Isold? Isold is being hit by the blast, but is not what I would describe as in the scrum. Uh, Isold is not in the scrum. Isold, however, you did take three damage. Okay. Um, who else? Am I missing anyone other than the baddies and me and Riku in the scrum? Uh, that's it. Those are the four in the scrum. Okay. So that's a hold for Riku, a hold for, um, finally destroying the dry one. Yep. Do I have to spend them all right this moment? No, you don't. As long as you're still sort of in this spot, you're fine. I'm going to hang on to the last hold for now while I decide what will be the best use of it. Okay. So this blast happens. Riku falls to the ground with the, the the dried creature on top of him, trying to claw him apart. Both of them are badly singed, but because you kind of nudged them as they were falling, most of the blast hit the dried creature. But you're going to deal this damage to it. Tell me what you do to it. You're still struggling with one, so imagine you've got like one arm fighting the, the fleshy one. What do you do to the dried one that is this finishing blow? So, I figure, I'm picturing part of why my previous attempts to rip its mask off have been less uh, effective is because Reed's been afraid of grasping the mask too much. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because she does remember some of her experience with that other mask, right? Yep, you sure do. Um, But I think right now she's desperate enough that she's just, like, grabbing it by the eye holes and ripping it off of its head with no fear of how 
creepy the magic is. So you grasp it. It doesn't actually have holes for eyes. It actually has painted openings for eyes because oh. it's basically a flat. It, it, it has no openings in the front of it. So you just grab with your big hand and just grab it all the way across it and rip it off. And this... With a lack of eye holes, I, I actually more picture like her fingers digging in between its corpsified dried husky flesh and the mask itself. Okay. So you, like, reach your hand in like a spatula, and you just Uh pry the mask off, Uh and it rips away, and soon Riku's- soon Riku's struggling, like, rips this dried creature on top of him apart. He just grabs it by the arms, and it's just tearing this creature apart. Meanwhile, you still have one of these things on top of you. Yep, this great. Kaya- Reed's in a lot of trouble. Oh, Reed. Why are you always getting into trouble? Uh, strangely, you'd think I'm, I, it would be my name, but it's not. Reed is on her back. This researcher, this what appears to be a university researcher wearing a wooden mask, is on top of her and is, has bleeding wooden blades for fingers now as it tries to stab down but you see something that reed couldn't which is part of the reason she's having trouble moving is the roots of the tree near her have pinned down her legs and have reached over and put one hand one root over her stomach and is trying to hold her down okay (laughs) kaya what do you do Oh, let's get rid of that impediment on reed nice one nice one I try. I try. What do you do to do I that? I will shoot it with a uh, with an arrow. All right. Uh, give me a roll plus dex for a volley action. Okay. My computer decided. Uh, and do you want Angus to assist because this is an attack on a humanoid? Uh, yes, I do want Angus to assist. There we go. That is a 12. I love Angus. That is a 12. Uh, Angus assisting in an attack, isn't that a roll? Isn't that a bonus to damage, not to the roll itself? Uh, let me double check. But I'm pretty sure it's a... Because I thought it was ferocity to damage. Oh, you are correct. That's fine. You've still got a 10. Which just means that that plus 2 goes to the damage you're about to deal. 1d8 plus 2. Okay, that is a 4. Thank you, Angus. The arrow lodges itself into this guy's shoulder. Just on on his back as he continues to pin down Reed. And Angus dives into him, knocking him off of Reed. And is is savaging that same arm that the arrow has has shot into the shoulder of. This this person is screaming in pain. And is now stabbing at Angus with his clawed hands. What do you do? Don't stab my kitty cat. I shoot him again. You can shoot him again. Yeah. Yeah, I will shoot him again. Uh, Give me a roll plus dex. That's a 10. You are not getting Angus's help this time because Angus is saving himself. Uh, Give me a roll for damage. 1d8. Come on now. That's a six. He uh, is reaching down to stab Angus and Angus shakes just right and now is... is his chest is exposed to this attacker and your shot goes right into the throat and with a gurgle he collapses to the ground and lays very still as angus still just shakes and shakes and shakes as it tries to rip this guy's arm off because that's what cats can do yep hooray go, angus, go. super kitty 
So here's the situation you all find yourselves in. The rain is still beating down. Eustace is crying and screaming. Riku has lost the will to fight. It's not doing great, Riku over there, uh, but is alive. Oh. Uh, Tristan is also not fighting any further, but is, is, you know, attempting to patch up his own face. Is trying to get Eustace to help. Yep. Eustace is pretty useless. Yep. <laughs> We forgot about Anton. I com- I- we completely forgot about Anton. Anton Anton has your back, Kaya, and is uh, staring down at the two stone hounds, which are working their way up the cliff. That's a good plan. That's a, it's a good plan. Ugh. All of you have this moment of, of silence where you're not being attacked. Not immediately. Um, so I'm not going to dictate which of you acts right now. But what do you do? Isolde is going to... The uh, the one we just took down, the fleshy one, the wet one, with the university robes and shit, had a yes. back... I am going for that back... Yep. Yep. See if I can find anything in there useful. Absolutely. Uh, uh, anyone got a healing potion? Oh, yes. Uh, Kaya, will, Kaya will come over and cure light wounds. I could really use that before I do more really dumb things. Okay, so here's the order of operations. Kaya is going to do Cure Light Wounds on Reed, uh, but f- yeah, let's let's have that one first. But remember that Isold is rifling through that backpack. It's an important thing to be doing, Isold. Kaya, give me a roll plus whiz. Uh, I assume you've broken cause fear now, so you have no penalties. No, that one's gone. And- That's a ten. Nice. That's great. What is the healing on... Uh, 1d8. You get a 4. Woo! I'm at 12 hit points. You actually get 6. Kaya, tell me what Cure Light Wounds looks like for you with your weird bladed flute. I really need to think more about what the weird bladed flute does because it can't just be blood. In fact, this time I cut the air around the wounds and Mm -hmm. it starts to glow and hum and the harmonic vibrancies cause the wounds to close. That's cool. So that terrible bleeding wound that was also letting out a terrible yellow liquid, to give you an idea of what had happened to your stomach, Oh yeah. seals up and, and begins to knit together, and you can feel your stomach twisting up. It's now a little smaller than it was before because of just how it's being knit together. But then you notice that the wound is covered in bark. Congratulations on your plus two. Oh, fun! Well. Isold, hmm. you reach into this backpack. It is a traveling pack. It technically is adventuring gear with a full five uses. But in addition to that, you find something useful. I would like you to give me your discern realities, and uh, we're going to add to that list of questions you can ask. Uh, simply, I find a useful item. And you can do that for all three of them if you get a three. But but that's an additional thing. Additional effect. I will, be, I will try to be extremely logical about this. Yep. That is a total of nine. Nine is fine. Yep. So, do you want to find a useful item, or do you want to ask a question? Uh, I'd love a useful thing right now, which is uh, sort of an answer to the question, what here is valuable or useful to me, but yeah. That's <laughs> true. You have a healing potion now. Congratulations. All right. One more healing potion. That's good, because, yeah. We're going to need those. Also, as you're rifling through, the mask falls off of this man and clatters to the ground. 
Oh no, do I recognize the person underneath? Uh, you look, and because you, you pull his, his tangled hair back, and you recognize the face of Christoph Ogelheim. He is... This is great because I wrote down their titles. I'm so sorry, guys. Uh, Christoph Ogelheim is a junior assistant adjunct professor of tactical and ethnographic studies. And he is very dead. For my department? No! Uh-oh. You do know him. He is. Uh, he has been your research assistant once, back when he was a teacher's assistant. And now you know he is attached to the party of Gene Archibus. <sighs> Gene Archibus! Those dogs are coming. Two of them are coming up the switchback. Have they rounded the turn to be on the leg of the switchback we're on yet? Yes. Damn. I was too late. What is your crazy idea? Uh, zip line down one of the amber strands and, like, ultra power kick it down the hill? You can absolutely give that a shot, because those strands are up on this ridge with you, and you can swing- Oh, they're, you can... they're not perpendicular to the- Oh- so you can you can find one coming from one of these trees. You can hook your poleaxe hook onto it, which is practically what these things were made for, mm-hmm. and go for a power. I, I was I was inspired by Kaya, and also crazy parkour. You are going to be making a roll plus dex to do this with your incredible capabilities. However, it is like how Kaya did it, going to be two separate rolls, and you have to choose either you'll be doing strength with the second hit, but you can give an argument for Khan if you can think of one. Let's see how the dex goes. Let's see how the dex goes first. The dex is caused by movement. And it's showboating. I was I was I was hoping you'd say that. Yep. Alright. D6, D8, one, two. That is a shit roll. So no, this does not work. I probably fall off. You you reach up and you you lance, you know, you hook onto one of the sap strings and you begin to slide down and then the snap string snaps. Oh. Sap string. And you tumble down and you are now next to the dogs. They one of them actually no, neither of them attack you. They just barrel straight past you, giving you no mind whatsoever. I do holler, they're after the masks. If we want to keep one, we're going to have to fight them. Hmm. Kaya? Yes. Yes. You and Anton stand at the mouth of the path as they breach up the last of the switchback and are now sort of in amongst you. What do you do? Um. So, disposition of the masks. Where are they? Okay, let's, uh, let's make count. Uh, there are, I think two of them have been blown up at this mm-hmm. point. Two of them are just on the path, mm-hmm. and a third one is directly in front of Isold. Alright. Has only one of them actually been blown up? I actually think that's right. I think only one of them's been destroyed, destroyed. Only one of them's been destroyed, the other ran off with a mask. Oh, that's right. One of them has already gotten away. So there are three whole ones... There are two whole ones from dry monsters and one whole one from wet monsters. Wait, these show up when they die. Oh, Christ. The two that are not in front of Isold. I want to destroy them. I have a wand of magic missile. Yep. You can you can give that a try. The rod of magic missile is going to replicate the magic missile effect, but you're going to make a defy danger wisdom to sort of retain control of it and not overspend 
the the spell. Essentially, the rod will have to be reloaded if uh, if you fail. So, wisdom roll. Uh, sorry, if you get a half success, it will need a reload. I will have to reload. I got a seven. So that's a half success. Okay, so you get your shot. You fire, you basically give it all of the juice, and you are aiming for... You want to destroy the two masks that are not directly in front of Isaac, right. correct? You give me... Okay. Yeah, let's do this. Uh, roll 2d4. And I need to know the results of each. That is a four and a one. One of them explodes. And you can see, just as you saw last time, this sort of crack happen. And that, that, the sound of a crack, like a thunder crack. And it echoes across the forest. And you see those two dogs shake and become stunned by the impact of it. They were barreling towards you, but they come to a stop. The other mask that you hit, you strike the mask and you bounce it like down the path some, but it is still whole. Yeah. Uh, but those two dogs are now stunned. Yay. Izzled. Yes? There is one mask on the ground in front of you uh-huh. that was previously on Kristoff. Another mask is sort of bounced into the distance and is no longer in any kind of melee range to do something about. And two stunned rock hounds are on the path. All right. What do you do? Well, I like the idea that these these things can stun those dogs. By destroying them, yeah. So I'm going to stomp really hard on the one that's near me. It's got no risk of dealing damage to you. Just roll your damage, which may be a 1d4 because you're an alchemist. Yeah, I'm kind of kind of pathetic when it comes to fisticuffs. You've got a 3 and 4 chance of breaking this thing. <laughs> Let's go for it. Yeah. No, I rolled a one. So you stomp on it. I am too small. I'm too... I did not get well. Got not get good marks in gym class stomping up and down on the thing. The, the, it sinks into the rain-soaked ground beneath your feet. Impediment. Actually, no. Kaya, what would you like Anton to do? Oh, yeah. Let's let Anton... Earn your keep, Anton. In his role as protector. Yeah, this is a dude with sword and board. So so keep in mind that he's he's not... Actually, axe and board, because, you know, order of wood. Is going to stand obliquely and, um, show, like, like, attack one of the stunned dogs. All right. So he is now mixing it up with one of those dogs, and he is hurting it, but it, it, it's not able to move forward down the path anymore, because he's just locked in combat with it, and he's good at his job. Reed. Anton is mixing it up with one of the dogs, but the other dog has recovered. They're both up the path from you, and you could attack either of them or do whatever it is that Reed does with when she's feeling, you know, antsy. Feeling frisky. What does this frisky Reed do? Barker's not here. <laughs> ha ha ha. I think I'm picturing these stone dogs bigger than they are. Um. They're not small. Yeah, but they're not like pole vault onto their back and use your pole axe to strain to kind of try and steer it as if it were some kind of rideable critter. They're smaller than that. You would be just trying to drag it around at that point. So no, it's not that. I'm picturing a bear. Yeah, you're not. No, they're not a bear. Maybe I'll just attack it like kind of like a normal person would. Um, I'll try and detain the the other uh doge. Are you just trying to wallop it with your poleaxe? Maybe try and maybe try and hook its legs out from under it. Uh, roll plus strength as you try to wallop this creature. Yeah. 
It's got it's got big stone legs. Nope. Oh oh damn. Okay. So also, you did I miss another fail earlier up there? Yeah, I did. Jesus, how do you keep doing this, Reed? Uh, Brianna rolls shit. That's how. <laughs> it's true. Uh, you you just take like you're like ah, oh, this is a big stone dog. I'm gonna sweep its legs out. That means I need to take a big old swing. And so you like you don't choke up on your poleaxe. You actually do the opposite. You take like the lowest possible grip you can and swing with all of your might, and it just rings onto the side of this thing and the the poleaxe bounces out of your hand and is now skittering down the switch the the, the uh. switchback <laughs> as you have thoroughly disarmed yourself shit i don't know isold or kaya both of you are visiting are 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 seeing all of this going on what do you do mm. isold's just continuing to stomp up and down, jump, literally jumping. Jumping on top of this mask. Roll your damage. Roll a 1d4. As I'm just shaking my head at Reed. <laughs> feeling, feeling that pain. <laughs> That's another one! Another one damage! Oh my god! This is terrible. You're like rumple stilt skinning, but the earth isn't opening up. Yep. Alright, Kaya. Um, what do you do? Well, I, I would help... Uh, Isol destroy the mask, but I would hit Isol probably to do it. So let's 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 wand of magic missile on. You're out of ammo. I, I thought I I could reload it. Uh, reload means in a downtime you're gonna have to fill it with oh, chemicals. Like that. I thought it just you know like reload it. Um, I will shoot the shoot the the one with my arrow. Um, the one that Reed did not succeed. At Getting. <laughs> uh, so, are you are you attempting to destroy the dog, or are you trying to destroy the one other mask that is bounced down the path? The dog. Uh, roll. Uh, uh, roll plus dex. That's a nine. Nine's pretty good. Which of the the things are you going to do? Put yourself in danger. Uh, do reduce damage, which I don't recommend against a rock monster. I will put myself in danger. Okay. So you actually have trouble getting a shot on this thing because of just the way that Anton is fighting kind of near it. He's 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 mixing it up. So you actually have to step off the path in order to get a good shot at this creature, trying to kind of come at it sideways as it's near the edge of the ridge. Um, roll your damage. Come on now. Please roll high. Yeah, a two. Your arrow bounces off harmlessly. It goes into its mouth, and it just bites it and shakes it away, and it tosses aside. I don't like that. You, on the other hand, step on someone. There is a person sleeping on the ground where you stepped. (laughs) They're wearing a mask, and they startle awake. Your foot is on their stomach. This is uh, a woman also in university robes. Oh, lovely. Get the mask off her before she goes crazy. Yeah. Isold. Yeah. There is a dog bearing down on you as you repeatedly stomp on this mask. What do you do? I pick up the mask and present it forth to the dog. Try to try to shove it down the dog's mouth. <laughs> the dog lurches forward, takes the mask from your hand, and runs and starts to run in the direction the other one. Was, ran in earlier where it just disappeared into the woods. What do you do? Oh. It isn't gone yet. What do you do? I'm gonna go find that other mask that was down the path. Okay. Bye. That one leaves. 
Uh, actually, give me a discern realities, because you're looking for the, where that mask bounced. Yeah, let's see. Logically, it should have landed there after being flung. All right, that's going to be 12. 12's good. Uh, you have uh, you have three questions you can ask now. All right, uh, what here is useful or valuable to me? Uh, you spot the mask. It's down the road a little ways, and you notice that the tree that is landed next to, one of its roots is starting to pull the mask towards it. Oh dear. What should I be on the lookout for? That university person that uh, Kaya has stepped on and that technically was out of your purview uh, is going to become a serious problem. You're seeing the, the roots nearby begin to start to animate and are going to reach up and grab Kaya, as well as the the terrible bladed fingers begin to sprout from that university person. Hmm, okay. What here is not what it appears to be? That's a good one. I like it. I like that question. Initially, you thought you your first sort of logicking out of this put the masks in control here. And that you realize was very true. And if you can get this, it's going to be painful to get this mask off of this woman. But she is she is going to be perfectly coherent after you do that. You realize that it's not that. She isn't permanently possessed. She's only possessed as long as this mask is on her. All right. So she's not an enemy. That's what's not what it appears to be. Interesting. All right. I tell Kaya, grab the mask. It's controlling her. The other mask is nearby to you now, since you had an opportunity to approach it. What do you do? Oh, I try to snatch that away from the tree that's trying to grab at it. Okay. Uh, You do so. You now have a mask. Congratulations. What do you do with it? Gonna hold on to it for now. Lovely. Hmm. I don't think I'm. Mm. I, I've I've demonstrated I am not strong enough to shatter these things. <laughs> no matter how hard I try. Kaya, the person at your feet is uh is trying to take your feet. What do you do? I will cast cause fear. I'm gonna make the person afraid of the mask. <gasps> oh. Okay. That's not going to work like you hope. No. no. Well, I mean... That's... Well, it's... it's The intelligence that you're casting fear on is the mask, so you're making it afraid of itself. That makes sense. Make the mask afraid of the person? Yeah, I will make the mask afraid of the dog. Oh, that's good. That's a good move. Give me a roll plus whiz to do your spell. Come on now, whiz. That's a seven. I've run out of ingredients for cause fear. Absolutely. Now, what does cause fear look like? The blade on the pipes flashes and um, Mm -hmm. a single drop of blood appears and hones in. It doesn't have like, it's not like it falls like gravity. It it, it speeds like a bullet to the thing. and 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 but when it gets to the thing, it's like it's suddenly no longer like a blood, but just it's it just covers all of the thing in a brief sheen and then it's gone. Um so you're so this droplet of blood flashes onto the mask and then just sort of sheens across it. You feel a quivering in your your pinky of the hand that was holding it and you know why it is. You know that this blood did not come from the flute but came oh, yes. from you. And you can feel that coldness spreading on your on your hand. But as always, when you cast the spells, it does stop. Oh, yes. I, I know that I bleed for these spells. Yup. The creature at your feet is is pinned down by your foot, but it stops clawing towards clawing to, to try to rip you apart. And instead, it looks over at the dog 
who howls and flees. Oh. But then it starts clawing at your leg again. What do you do? I will reach down. I'm basically like standing on this person's belly, right? Yeah, correct. Reach down, grab both sides of the mask and put my, and then lift my foot off the belly, put it on the mask and basically pull up while pushing down and try to break the mask in half off of this person. Oh. Give me a defy danger dex to try to, to, to get past the claws and the now whipping roots. 14. That's good. That'll, that'll do. You grip both fingers underneath the mask and you begin to pull. You now have both feet on this woman's chest and you're just pulling away. Give me a, oh, I'm so sorry because I don't think this is your strong suit, but give me a defy danger strength. I know it's not, but what you gonna do? <laughs> strength, strong suits. <laughs> I, I get a nine. Not hey. Excellent. You pull the mask off of her face and you see the sort of stripe of blood shoot out as you rip much of the skin from her oh. face. So I was not just, I was not actually just trying to pull the mask off. If you recall, I had my other foot on the mask and I was attempting to break it off. Okay, you shatter the mask. It splits along a seam in the middle. The bottom of it is still stuck to her face, and the top of it is arcing, a, you know, an arc of blood into the air. She screams. Her, her eyes are just wild with fury and pain. But you can tell, as the, the roots go still around you, that she is free from its spells. Anton and this last stone dog are tussling, like, down towards you, uh, Reed. Mm-hmm. And the, the dog, as soon as you hear this crack, the dog once again rings and begins to run away. And by away, I mean actually kind of down straight towards you. Ah. Anton is chasing after it as it flees. What do you do? Both of them are barreling towards you. That'll hurt, but it might work. Can I trip the dog? Uh, sure. Uh, give me a defy danger. Actually, this is going to hurt. Do a defy danger con. Yeah, I can't picture this not hurting. Yep. That is a 13. All right. You essentially, you try to trip it and you realize that that's just not enough momentum and you just put your body in the way of it as you lay on the ground and mm -hmm. just sort of tackle into its legs. Mm -hmm. It flips over you and it tumbles to the ground and Anton leaps over you and thrusts his sword right through the center of it. And the creature shatters in the middle and well, becomes still. was cool. Awesome. Thanks. You're pretty cool too. <laughs> Reed grins. He wipes his blade off on his, on his skirt and uh, sheathes it. And offers you a hand to help you up. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Kaya? Yes. Cure light wounds. Give me a roll plus whiz. Ten. Ten is great. Uh, 1d8 healing? Yes, it is 1d8. Three. You heal five damage. And uh, the top of her face is now made of bark. Oh. Sort of an animated living bark. Oh, well. But she has it. Well, you know. And the piece that, the piece that was over her mouth just falls off on its own. You have defeated the Stonehounds, and you have released one of the university people who were being held by the the woods masks. Oh. I the rain falls on you, and you are allowed to take some time to lick your wounds. I, 
I want to do a thing. What are you doing? Well, we have we have some some bodies lying around, and I have this spell: speak with dead. Oh, nice! All right, you want to talk to Kristoff? I want to talk to Kristoff. Let me uh, let me find the rules with speak with dead, or yes. you can read them to me if you so wish. It says a corpse converses with you briefly. It will answer any three questions you pose to it to the best of the knowledge it had in life and the knowledge it gained in death. Oh my. Wunderbar. Give me a roll plus whiz. I knew eventually we would come across something that I wanted to question. Eventually we would find a corpse. Yes. (laughs) I get a 12. Nice. Great. What does Speak With Dead look like as you walk to Kristoff, this arrow still piercing his throat? Oh. He's actually just kneeling he's just a person on his knees if you were to approach from a distance and there wasn't an arrow sticking out of him you might think he was alive he's still propped up so sad speak with dead involves my blood and the dead blood combining it can you can happen any number of ways but what happens is i prick my finger my finger and pull out the arrow and put a drop of blood on top of, of his blood onto my finger and then stick it on his lips. It's really gross. Really unsanitary. I can't, I can't, rec- children, kids at home, don't do this. <laughs> don't try this Do not home. recommend. Right. No fluid exchange with the dead, please. <laughs> so he moves, his lips move, and his voice comes out as though his throat hadn't been slashed. What do you want? How did you come to be here? With the masks on. It is important when you encounter the natives of a distant land to respect their customs. I participated in a ritual dance with them. And during the dance, I donned the mask. Okay. Where are these people? We first encountered them near a temple that we have decided to call Fallfallow Temple. One of our guides told us that that was its name. Well, the map told us that was its name. But we had to go over the Ridgeback Hills before we found their tribe. That is where we found them. Where is the rest of your party now? I don't remember where they went after that dance. But I know that we were supposed to be but a few days' travel from the city that Professor Archibus calls Precursor. They would have marched there three, maybe four days ago. They should be there now, I think. It's strange what happens with the corpse. The hands come up and touch the hole in its throat. And they reach up and they grab its mouth. And it just starts grabbing its own jaw and pulling as it emits a terrible scream. And you hear bones break. The job comes loose, and then it stops and is silent. Rest, my friend. Anyone else get to hear all that? Oh, it spoke. Oh, okay, that wasn't just an in-her-head thing. No, it, it was it was speaky. That was a talking corpse. Just, just curious how deeply upset Reed should be right now. Very, very deeply upset. The answer, yes. <laughs> that was fascinating. Uh... It is now a good time for end of session. Yes, yeah, it is. And once again, by the way, we've ended the adventure with Isold saying fascinating. <laughs> I really 
love that and do kind of hope it becomes a running gag. Yep. Let's start with, uh, let's, uh, Izzled. Yes? Is there a bond that you have developed, altered, or changed, or resolved in any way with one of your party members? Well, my former bond was I've been underestimating Kaya. She understands strategy. I'm going to change that. Um, Yep. I've been underestimating Kaya. She knows a mysterious different school of magic. Didn't quite realize that before. I don't think you've actually cast those spells in front of me before. Oh, maybe not. We have been splitting the party a lot. Right, yeah. And usually I go by myself because you're squishy and Reed is strong. Yeah, you've you've definitely never seen her use magic missile or make a body talk. <laughs> yeah, that's new. That's really new. So instead, I've been underestimating Kaya. She has a mysterious new insight into the world, which may be related to my research. <laughs> there we go. All right, and Kaya, have you... Uh, changed a bond or developed it. How much of Isold's motivations does Kaya know? Uh, Isold, how much have you told her? I mean, Isold is not particularly coy about the fact that she is fascinated by the precursor stuff and by your magic and by really hideous and ugly thing. Jean Archivist is a rival, that's for sure, but, you know, Isold is motivated by many of the same impulses. This side of Isold may be dangerous to the world. <laughs> yep, can't disagree. <laughs> We've upped the ante. I would I would change your bond, change your bond to that and mark XP. Read. Isold's dangerous to know. Isold's really, really dangerous. Let's see. Let's review my bonds and see if any of these have changed. I want to protect people from Isold's terrifying alchemy. <laughs> nope, that's still true. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, terrifying. She may be all books, but I do think Isold may know what is good in life. Eh, also still true. Isold knows how mm-hmm. to have fun, even if her alchemy is horrifying. Yep. Kaya is willing to sacrifice her comfort and status to help me and also to do what is right. I owe her the same. Those all sound still very true, so I think I'm going to leave it there. That's fine. I think I started with Isold. Isold, what is your uh, alignment statement? It's neutral. I have to uh, discover something about a magical mystery. I think I, I think I did. I think you did. The masks that they are anthropogenic, and that there is an existing culture that employs them. Yep, and you have one of those masks now. <laughs> yes, I do. We suffered a great deal to make sure at least one of those survived. Yes, we did. Kaya, what is your uh, your alignment statement? My alignment statement is neutral. Uncover a hidden truth. I also, um, I I also would like to highlight the fact that I uncover. I I feel like I learned some things about those dogs, and I have suspicions that they maybe were there. Are maybe more hidden truths to discover about the dogs. Uh, that's absolutely true. That sounds completely fair. Yeah. Mark XP. Reed, what is your alignment statement? Reed's alignment is good. Ignore danger to aid another. I think I passed that in spades. Yep, you're doing fine. Great job. Uh, good job. (laughs) Riku is alive. Thank you. Yay, Riku is alive! So, to all of you, did we learn something new and important about the world? Uh, yes. Yep. Mark XP. They're still around. The people who'd use the masks are still freaking around. That's friggin' upsetting. Did we overcome a notable monster or enemy? 
Uh, Wait a minute. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 I mean, Kristoff wasn't a monster, but the mask he was wearing sure was. Yeah. And finally, did we loot a memorable treasure? Uh, I did. Does the mask count? Oh, oh, it sure does. All right. Yeah. Congratulations. You've all gained a bunch of XP. Raise your hand or actually speak up because I can't see you. Uh, if you can level up now. I yep. can level up now. Uh, we will do the level up at the, the start of next session. Yay. Uh, and we'll just process all of that and everything will be fine. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much, guys. This has been a very bloody episode of the show. Oh, yeah. Very bloody. Very, very bloody. Tune in next week to hear how our heroes recover from their first encounter with the Precursor Civilization's lightest enforcers. As the Crooked Thimble plays Iron Immortals. Please take the time to rate this podcast on iTunes or wherever you find it. Share your favorite episode, get the word out. We don't pay to advertise, but we do take donations to keep the Crooked Thimble running. Our music this week was composed by Sergei Cheremzinov. You may find links to his work in the show notes. The Crooked Thimble is a Patreon-funded company. If you want to hear more of these adventures, please head on over to patreon.com slash crookedthimble and support us. And, as always, thank you.